Coming up on Guys Talking Sports, we talk about the NBA playoffs. We also talk about Des Bryant being released by the Dallas Cowboys and which teams we think should pick him up. And the upcoming NFL draft, of course. My co-host Earl Ross and Adrian Catwell join me right now and that's on Guys Talking Sports. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. Um, appreciate all the love, appreciate all the support, all the subscriptions. We're just going to get right into it. I got my co-hosts with me, Adrian Catwell and Earl Ross. So what's going on, fellas? How you guys doing today? Uh, doing good. Just awaiting the spring weather to come back. Loved 80 degree on Saturday and the 75 or 78 degree on Friday, but I needed that <laughs> more than two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speak that in existence, man. That was crazy. Waking up to shorts and a t-shirt on a Saturday and then having to put on a jacket with sweats on Sunday. Man, I wasn't feeling that at all. Yeah, just like just like the weather to tease us with those two days and then hit us with right reality right back and forth. It's like a weekend type of thing, you know, enjoy it. And then Monday hits just like, bam, it's just like that. Back to the cold weather. So... But we're going to get started talking about everything that's going on in the world of sports and what not fitting in to talk about what happened with the NBA playoffs. Uh, a couple of teams, you know, starting off right with the first couple of games winning. Uh, Golden State right now leads the best with San Antonio with 2-0. I'm at the last night's win. Uh, you also have Miami and Philadelphia now. The series is tied at one apiece. Um, you got a couple of games tonight playing as well. Uh, you got a couple of upsets, a couple of teams that did win as expected. So are there any surprises? I'll let one, whoever goes first, but are there any surprises that y'all saw um, during the first couple of games of the playoffs? Uh, I guess the biggest thing for me is uh, Cleveland coming out and playing like extremely lethargic and you know, first game of the playoffs and Letting Victor Oladipo really come out there and flex his muscles a little bit and uh, escape with a game one victory in Cleveland. I mean, bottom line, I still don't believe that uh, any animal win, but Cleveland can't play like this. You know, this hot again, off again. I play. I feel like playing tonight versus I don't feel like doing anything tonight type of team and expect to come out of the East because uh, a lot of those jokers are hungry. Cleveland gonna find themselves sitting behind the eight ball real quick if they don't get their stuff together. Yeah, I think I have to agree. I think definitely, you know, Cleveland, you know, coming out with a very, uh, a very, they, they stuck up the joint <laughs> their first game around. There's no way around that one. So that was uh, surprising. Um, I definitely thought it was going to be a pretty good series, but uh, you know, but you didn't think it was going to be like that. Victor Oladipo definitely did his thing. I mean, LeBron. I mean, in my opinion, doing way too much. And Tyron Lewis says he needs to be more aggressive and do way more. So he's going to run his horse into the ground before he even get out the first, you know, out the first round. So um, for me, I mean, um, that was – I think that might go seven, depending on how the next three games shape up. 
Um, I fully expect Cleveland to uh, come back and, you know, win game two and send it back, you know, send it back to their home court. But um, if if Cleveland doesn't come out 2-1, it could – this could go six or seven games right out, right out the gate. I mean, um, I mean, they probably have to do a couple of lineup um, changes within Cleveland. Um, I've been hearing some rumors about J.R. Smith might start. And uh, probably bringing somebody else in, in, in the mix. Um, uh, name escapes me right now, but um, I'm not that concerned about Cleveland. But it was surprising the way that they played and lost that first game. Not the fact that they lost; they just looked really, really bad. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, that wasn't really my my biggest surprise. My biggest surprise to me was the um, Boston Milwaukee game. Um, I thought it was a lot closer than it should have been. And it now makes me wonder that that series can go now six or seven games. Um, the Cleveland loss to me wasn't really too surprising. Um, and, and, but that's just my opinion. thought Indiana was going to give them a run regardless. Um, so we'll see how they respond. But I think the Boston and Milwaukee series, I think that's more intrigue for me. Um, because it'll definitely show me whether or not Boston can what they can do without Kyrie Irving, and it also shows me what Milwaukee can do if they can get their act together. I mean, for it to go overtime, I thought it was really tight, and I could see them going seven games. I could see where each one takes a win. Um, I'm very intrigued to see how that plays out. Um, to be honest, not too many other playoff series right now is to me is intriguing enough outside of Boston and Milwaukee and maybe the Philadelphia Miami series if Embiid plays. Um, if Embiid plays, I would love to see him and Whiteside go back and forth, toe-to-toe. Um, I think that would be interesting as well. But I think Boston and Milwaukee, I think that series is going to be interesting. Um, also, Toronto and Washington. Um, even though that series was – you know, even though Toronto won that, um, Lowry and DeRozan didn't show up at all. And that makes me very worried. Um, because if they don't show up the whole series, then I could see them being outed earlier than I expect. Well, it ain't showing up right now. I mean, yeah. they're showing up right now, so. Yeah. they. I mean, to be honest, the bench is doing what they're supposed to do. They're producing. Um, so if Kyle, if Kyle Lowry and De- DeMar DeRozan don't show up from the jump and give the edge, Washington can easily beat them. Well, I don't know. Washington look like they're about to go down 0-2. And personally, I think the East being balanced, um, there's – I still think – I still stand on – it being Cleveland's to lose. Um, but being that there's no real clear dominant, I mean, I guess you could say Toronto, but until Toronto actually does it, you really can't, can't call Toronto being dominant, at least coming out of the East. I think that whoever comes out of the East is going to be just so beat up, so so tired, so worn out, because every series has the possibility of going between five and seven games that by the time they get to the finals, they're going to be too spent. They're just going to exert all their energy just trying to get through the East. And and that goes for Cleveland, too, because uh, 
Cleveland needs to put together four good games, but I can see them easily putting two stinkers or three stinkers in every series just to win a, uh, a best out of seven. So I feel sorry for the East. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with that. And what's crazy about it is because Golden State now is playing like their, their switch is on. Um, and that's without Stephen Curry, which right. is crazy because, you know, it feels as though that they're already in playoff mode and that's where their focus is now. Clay Thompson is right now balling with the absence of Steph Curry. And right now it just seems as though that their switch is on while Cleveland's is not even turned on yet. <laughs> it's like, like Golden State is playing with a sense of urgency, whereas though Cleveland is just still getting their engine started, I should say. I guess I still chalk it up to uh, Cleveland's team is still relatively new, I guess if they played 30 games together. So if they uh, if they can get their, their acts together and somehow, you know, pull out the series in six, maybe they may stand a better chance. Maybe. <laughs> but Cleveland's problem is what they what what they unfortunately, you know, traded and lost when they did the trade with, with um Toronto and they don't have a certified uh they don't have a certified uh, second uh, a second option at the moment. I mean, they lost um, Kyrie, who was their definitely second option or their 1A, if you want to call it that, which allowed LeBron James to take, you know, quarters off. Save himself, you know, to save himself. They don't have that. I mean, in my opinion, I think they should actually start running the offense through, um, through, um, um, through Kevin Love. Yeah, I think you saying that last week. Run it through Kevin Love. LeBron is going to get where he can get, but let the offense run through Kevin Love and let LeBron teams, you know, pick his places where he can score. Let let um Kevin Love be the workhorse, and then if you're truly the closer, which you wasn't, it was <laughs> Kyrie when you was there. But if you're truly the closer, then you let you know Kevin Love do the you know do the work, and then you bring it home at the end. Makes sense. And then you just need one other person to just kind of step up from game to game. Yeah. Whether it's J.R. Smith or one of the young gunners that just came over. J.R., he, he will give you a 20-point game or something because he's going to get hot from three. And you know how he does it when he gets <laughs> hot. He'll knock down five or seven in the game, and then he won't show up for the next three games. <laughs> about to see. He's all hell. Right, but he'll give you that one game when he's like lights out, you know. I think Tristan Thompson got too much baby mama drama going on with all this uh, stuff swirling around with him. I, I swear, man, look, Mr. Kardashian curse. <laughs> why, why do you think? Uh, why do you think James Harden, Harden got off that? Uh, <laughs> got off that wagon real quick. He's like, nah, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, every possible thing that could go wrong for Cleveland pretty much went wrong from, like you said, from the trade just to lethargic play. And when you thought they were really balling in the beginning of the season, <laughs> and then it just went downhill. I, I just don't get it. And if they don't get their act together, they can get, they, they'll get past Indiana, but they're going to get they smacked down in the second round. Oh yeah. Well, they have a, well, I don't know. I mean, if they get past Indiana, they have the, the winner of Toronto and Washington. I mean, it's probably going to end up being Toronto, but I, I'm still not sold on, uh, I'm still not sold on um, on uh, Toronto um, beating Cleveland in the seven-game series. 
Yeah, it seems like uh, Cleveland has Toronto's number, but I don't know. I don't know. They they seem to be a little bit more dialed in, and and the fact that Cleveland doesn't like to play defense, dude. No. You know, I don't know if you could. Tr- I don't know if you could turn a defense on and off switch, but you know, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's just not something that's really emphasized too tough in the NBA nowadays. <laughs> yeah, I think it was an intriguing game because I watched the Philadelphia the, the Sixers and the Miami Heat game last night. That was a game that the Sixers came back and were down by two. They should actually won that game. Um, they got it down by two with the, you know with like about two or three minutes left. Um, but what they what they need Philly needs, and I think they're at least a year to two away from really you know, being like, you know, quote-unquote beast of the East, depending on where LeBron James falls. And I think his time is about to start to go on the, the back the back nine of his career, in my opinion. But I think they need, like, one good veteran and maybe, um, an, an, some, like, a, a big body beats down low to help bang and, you know, get those hard fouls to kind of be that, like, enforcer down low. Because it's not really in B because he's a little too jovial, but – I think if they had like a like a veteran point guard at the end of that game to kind of help stabilize them down, run that offense, and do good, they could have won that game. Um, but I think their inexperience is going to eventually show for for Philly. Maybe they get past Miami. Maybe they don't. I think they do. But if they f around and don't and don't put Miami away quickly, that could be a seven game series. But I don't think you're going to get that kind of game you got from Dwayne Wade, even if you got Kevin Hart screaming in his ear for courtside seats. Uh, well, I mean, Wade's been there. I mean, granted, yeah, he ain't the spring chicken like he used to. But, you know, like you said, that's, that savvy veteran that, can, uh, that knows how to calm the troops down and able to say the right things and do the – you know, say the right things, do the right things at the right time. Um, that – leadership that Miami has versus what Philadelphia doesn't have might be the reason why Miami gets by. Now, I'm not going to say that they will because, you know, Philly got youth on their side and they probably can run them up and down the court if they so choose. Um, but uh, I think that game, I think that series will go seven. I think, I think Toronto series will probably go five, five or six. I think, um, the Celtics series will probably go six or seven. I can see Milwaukee getting down 0-2, but I can still see Milwaukee coming back and winning that series just because. Um, but uh, I guess the, the East is such a toss-up. You know, if you want to talk about what's going on out West, <laughs> everybody who's supposed to be winning is winning. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> I don't know, because I don't know if everybody had Portland losing to um, New Orleans at this point, um, the stage. Um, I, 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 I do say this. That Miami-Philly um, series, if Miami gets back into it, I think it would be more because of the coaching. I think Eric Sposa proves that he can coach um, with their veteran team that he has. I mean, he put Hassan Whiteside – he didn't give him the, the – the fourth quarter minutes um, that was needed, and they still won that game. So it'll be interesting to see how everybody plays off of each other after the loss. Um, outside of that, 
Oh. Houston and Minnesota as well. That really was a game where Houston has to be on the top of their game. Like, because Minnesota wasn't – that game wasn't like a, a blowout win. Minnesota did – it was close. So, I would love to see how these series plays out because it just shows the competitiveness of all teams that's in the playoffs right now. Uh, I ain't going to say that. I think Houston is – I think Houston ran away with it so so easily this season that they're just like, how is this Minnesota? That's yeah. it. But, I mean, they sleeping on them, yes. 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 And, of course, when you get slept on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, like I said before, even though Houston has the offensive power, power um, it'd be interesting to see how it translates in the playoffs. You know, so everybody has them pegged to be in the Western Conference Finals, you know, but you never know because these teams are so competitive now. Yeah, they're in that bracket with OKC, and, and, and you know, I think OKC will, will get past Utah. Um, they should put like that. They should, even though Utah is a real up-and-coming. I think Houston will get past Minnesota. I think Minnesota is definitely going to give them a, a, a tougher run for their money than they probably would like. But I think out of the entire playoff series outside of the maybe the Western Conference Finals, that's probably going to be the most intriguing matchup in the in the next round, out of all of them, if both if OKC and Houston make it. Wait, so OKC would play the winner of Houston, Minnesota. Yep. Man, I, w- I wanted to see them play Golden State so bad. OKC and Golden State. Well, I mean, oh, well, it's possible if OKC if, if OKC beats Houston. Yeah, yeah, but man, which honest, I think it's which I think is it's it's, it's damn possible. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, because Chris Paul always disappears in the playoffs, just like he did in game one. <laughs> it was the Clint Capella Harden show. <laughs> they, yeah, yeah. OKC needs they need the same kind of production they got from Paul George in um in um Westbrook like they got in game one. And they'll make it past this one and definitely give Houston a run for the money. I don't expect much of Melo at this point. But if Paul George goes dark and you, all you got is the Westbrook show, no. I agree with you. It's almost, to be honest, they're almost as similar um, to the old OKC with Westbrook, um, Durant to a degree, and um, Ibaka. Um, I think that's where they are at right now. It's kind of like 2.0. I won't say that Paul George is equivalent to the Kevin Durant, of course, but he has the offensive firepower to, to at least give Westbrook the, you know, some, some, um, someone to deviate, you know, to defer to. Um, And with Melo being at the four, he's almost similar to Ibaka because there's a, a, a power forward that's able to shoot threes and can get going if need be. So it's very interesting because they are uh, – that team is capable of beating Houston um, if they're playing the right way. Yeah, and, and I think at the, at the bottom, I think I, – I, I fully expect Greg Pop, Popovich team to get, to get one game out the series, probably, probably two. But, I, don't, but I, I still think Golden State will probably win this one. Um, I think they can, they can, they can win this series without Steph Curry. 
Sunday. I because think they can probably beat um, Portland or New, or New, um, New Orleans without Steph Curry. But I don't think they can get out the Western Conference Finals without Steph Curry. No matter who, they, no matter who they play, I agree with that. I also agree with that. You think? Do you think Kawhi Leonard is a Spur next season? <laughs> that you know what? It, it's more so. I that's a that's a fractured thing right now, and you can definitely hear it in Great Pop's voice when he's talking about. Well, I don't know. You have to ask Kawhi and his medical staff and his team. So. I don't know if there's any much communication or, or what's going on. I mean, but I think from the player standpoint, I think the players are pretty much over it. And, and if I'm a player sitting out there, do I want to play with Kawhi next season? You know, regardless of what kind of impact player he is, I don't know. And I think that might be the biggest question. Well, I already made my pitch for him to come to Brooklyn so last week, so I'm not going to say much. Um, I will say this. Um, with Pop, you never know. I mean, we was talking about this last year with LaMarcus Aldridge and how he was unhappy with um, San Antonio. Now look at him. After having that conversation with Pop, they turned him in. Marcus Aldridge is now, like, the key figure in San Antonio. So I won't say never is never. Um, it just doesn't seem to look like everything is all roses right now. But who's to say that Pop won't have a real heart-to-heart conversation with why over the summer and everything is all golden and back to singing Kumbaya during the summer. So um, that's the one thing, like if it, after what happened last year, now I'm optimistic. Um, if last year didn't happen with Marcus Aldridge, I would say that Kawhi Leonard would be gone. So. Well, uh, I don't know. I think he might be uh I think it might be gone just because you know, when you got players it's like, man, whatever. You know, I uh what's his name? Uh the point guard. Oh, I can't think Tony? of his name. Tony Parker. Tony Parker. Parker. Yes, yes, there we go, Tony Parker. When he talked about he had the same injury, worse than what he had, he came back and was playing, blah 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 blah. I think you know, I, I think, uh, I don't know. I mean, Tony Parker is probably on his last leg. Ginobili is probably on his last leg. I guess they might they might be gone after this season. Um, the players got to sit there and, you you know, look at you like, dude, you were on the bench. You you probably could have came out here and gave it a go. I mean, if you hurt yourself again, boom, we'll shut you down. But you have all the off season to sit there and get yourself right. But the, the one thing that I, I, I can understand from that standpoint is the fact that Kawhi Leonard looked – I'm pretty sure he looked hard at what happened with Isaiah Thomas um, with Boston. And I think that's what's really just what's scaring him right now because just like with Isaiah Thomas before the hip surgery, he put all his heart into the playoffs and look what happened. They ended up trading him for Kyrie Irving. After he put all his heart in towards the team of Boston, you know, saying even when his sister passed away, you know, he still came out and performed. And to do all that, and you know, the, it's, it's from a business standpoint, I think that's what Kawhi is looking for. But I also agree that 
in doing so, he should at least give the team a heads up whether or not he is really able to play or if he's not able to play. And I think that's really what the bottom line is, not so much the fact that I think the communication, the lack of communication is what's killing him right now. And that needs to be resolved in order for this to be mended back for San Antonio. Because right now, him not saying anything is just making things a lot worse than what it is. Yeah, we don't even know if he's not saying if he's saying stuff internally, not saying things out publicly. We don't know. No one knows anything. And the way Greg Pop talks, no one knows nothing. And yeah. and if I'm the owners, I'll, I'll go there and be like, "Look, what, what the fuck? You <laughs> but do you trade him? Huh? If you were the owner of San Antonio, would you trade Kawhi? Considering he gave you nine games on an injury that shouldn't keep anybody out for an entire season, regardless of what somebody else, how they might have gotten hurt. And if you do decide to trade him, other teams may look at him as damaged goods. What, what exactly are you getting in return based off what you saw with Isaiah Thomas? Well, see, that's the problem. If I'm the owner, I don't, I don't know. I mean, without really – you have to talk to him and see where his head is at and see really, you know – where is mindset at? Does he want to come back now? If I had to trade him, then people are going to try to lowball you anyway because you know you, you haven't seen him on the court. So I mean, he's a great talent, and he's going to get his max contract being you know, that he wants. But people are going to try to, if they want to trade you, maybe not give up as much as they would if he was playing at the top of his game. So teams easily are going to try to lowball for his services. Right. Yeah, I I would agree. I would have to sit and talk with Kawhi first and see whether he wants to be a part of the organization still. If he does, then we work things out, men fences, and make sure the players is all, you know, okay about it, and we get back to starting the next season. But if he is at a point where he's unhappy, then – you got to do what's best for the team and just, you know, see what's available, what's the best available trade out there, value for him, and just do it as a business. I mean, it all depends on him. He pretty much has to say at this matter because if he want to stay, of course, you want to keep him. But if he wants to go, you can't keep somebody that doesn't want to be here. So. Right, right, right. Right. So. Sorry. So. Um, with that being said, um, we're going to move on a little bit on now to football news. Um, of course, the most interesting news, of course, is Des Bryant being released by the Dallas Cowboys and being a little bit too happy about it um, when he was leaving during um, saying that he will see Dallas twice this season. Hopefully he'll see him twice this season. So what is your reaction to Des Bryant? Um, being released by the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> all right, all right, Smithers. Or should I say, Mr. Burns? <laughs> uh, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not. I mean, the, the the way the conversations are going in the talk. I mean, it's not unexpected. Uh, I mean, I think most people knew that he was probably either going to get released or at the very least get a pay cut. And 
I know there was a report last year when when a reporter asked him, "Was you going to take a pay cut?" and he was like, "Hell no." <laughs> and um, if I'm him, you know, why am I going to you know take a pay cut off a of twelve mil? But your production wasn't warranting, you know, the kind of money that they was going to count towards the cap and. And you know Jerry Jones is about his money and about making business moves. And I mean, I'm surprised it didn't actually actually it wasn't surprising they released them. It was surprisingly that they didn't offer a pay cut option to him to stay. They just you know just said get out the door and <laughs> and don't come back. So um, you know it's you would have liked them to see him do it a little bit sooner in, in, in um, earlier. So he could have been, you know, in free agency period where he could have maybe possibly got put onto somebody else, but true Jerry. I mean, he waited to the very last minute. All everybody's already got their people in place for free agency, the draft boards for most teams are probably pretty much set. So, I mean, it's not going to probably be that kind of money really out there that there's looking for from a team to get put on at best. I think a team would probably give them a one year, contract anywhere between you know maybe like five and, and three mil something like that you know a year just to kind of see but like I said I think Jerry screwed him by not doing it earlier so he could at least been out there in a free agent period where he could have maybe you know got put onto another team and maybe got a bit more money that he was looking for uh I think Dez is going to get a contract. I don't think he's going to get a contract from somebody in the NFC, uh, NFC East. Um, Eagles don't need him. The Giants would have to release somebody, and I guess that somebody would be Brandon Marshall. And, and I, I just don't see how you can have OBJ and a Dez Bryant on the same team and not have a whole bunch of crap bones thrown around. And I don't think that's the Giants' mantra right now. They don't need more distractions. Um, believe it or not, the Ravens is pushing really hard to get him to Baltimore where they can actually use him. Um, but I'm also hearing Houston and San Francisco would be places as well uh, for his services. But I'm hearing that contract that might be similar, a contract that he may receive, which is similar to what the 49ers gave um, – Oh, I can't think of his uh, his name. Uh, he came over from Baltimore. Jeez. Oh, Bolden and and Bolden. Not Bolden. Um, can't think of his name right. No, sorry. He came from um came from Washington. I'm sorry. Pierre Garcon. Oh. oh okay. Um, is it Pierre Garcon? I think so. I think it's Pierre Garcon. Um, don't quote me. But either way. It was like a five-year, forty-some-odd million-dollar contract. I believe it was like twenty-something of that was twenty-something million of that was guaranteed. But in reality, when you broke it down, it was just literally like a two-year contract with three-year option. So the, the guaranteed money was just the two-year, fourteen or something like that. So it broke. It really broke down to be like a seven seven million-dollar-a-year contract. Hmm. They have, you know. If it doesn't work out after two years, you can just cut him and be done with it. So I can see Dez getting a contract like that, and it kind of falls in line of what you were saying about the three to five year, three to five million dollar contract. But I think Dez, Dez would be worth uh, a little bit more than that. So I can see a team giving him that. It's just a matter of what team, and is he willing to not 
is he willing to go outside of the NFC East? If he's not willing and some he's willing to take a significant pay cut to go to Washington or or New York, I mean, I guess he'll do what he has to do just so he can, uh, you know, uh, go out there and stick it to the to the Cowboys. But I, yeah, at that point in his career where he needs to get all the money he can because the NFL is very uh, very unforgiving about who they just release and never pick up again. So. If somebody's offering you a pretty damn good deal, you don't sit there and turn that down and go over to the Giants and make $3 million. You hurt yourself and then you can't play no more. Then what? <laughs> Get that guaranteed money and go about your business. Do you think that Des Bryant will be signed um, before before or after the, the NFL drive? Before. I think before. I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, it'll have to be before because that's, that's going to be like within another week or so. Because um, if he doesn't get signed before the draft, then a lot of teams are going to have their rosters for the most part kind of done. I mean, you got your draft picks off the board. You got your positions filled. Um that's why I said I think Jerry screwed him by doing it right now because all the teams are locked in as far as who they picked up a free agency and who they're targeting in the draft. But you never know. I mean, some somebody might not get that player they were looking for and could do it, but I don't know. I, I think before probably. But that would mean he probably gets signed by somebody within the next week. Oh, yeah. I- I mean, I think he would get signed before the draft just because they need to know the type of salary cap they're working with going into the draft and making sure they have a lot of monies uh, for, the, for, the, for the draft picks coming in and uh, just to make sure that uh, they also know what they're working with as far as once preseason comes and, you know, people get released and all that good crap, you know, make sure they got – Every, all their ducks line in a row. Uh, but I can seriously see him either going to three, either Baltimore, Houston, or San Fran. And Seattle has a need for him, too. But I don't know if Seattle – I just don't know if Seattle's a good fit. Not to say that Russell, you know, Russell Wilson can't get the ball out. It's just I don't know if, if that offense is a good fit, good fit for him. He needs a quarterback that's going to throw the ball between 25 and 45 times a game. And I think Seattle's trying to get back to that ground and pound and let Russell kind of navigate that way, personally. I don't know. I mean, Seattle's already jettisoned players that got big mouths and are very vocal. So uh, that that would, that would be a surprising pickup if they did. He just seems like he would be a little bit more too vocal than what the organization kind of wants right now because they got rid of some players that spoke their mind a little bit, probably too much. In the owner's uh, in the owner's favor, that is true. <laughs> the Ravens, I can definitely see the, him. The Ravens, I don't think, like you said, Ace, the the Eagles don't need him. The Giants don't really need him, and if they did need him, they probably wouldn't pick him up because they they probably got sour milk for the Brandon Marshall deal where they signed them, and he just didn't do anything. The Redskins. Daniel Snyder, I can totally see him doing something like that just to fuck with the um, <laughs> the Cowboys. So, um, my guess, either the Ravens, the Redskins, or some AFC team. Maybe, maybe, maybe the Patriots. 
Possible. <laughs> Possible. I mean, he, yeah. he, he, get a, he definitely has an opportunity with a ring in, in New England. <laughs> He'll definitely make it to the playoffs, that's for sure. <laughs> That is for sure. He'll get out of the first round of the playoffs, actually. Yeah, and, and, and uh, Bill Belichick makes sure he'll shut his mouth and just play because everybody that goes there, all of a sudden, they just shut their traps and, <laughs> and fall yeah. in line. I don't. I don't think that's. I don't think that's the way he wants to operate. So I don't think he wants that sort of control over him. You know, he wants to be able to talk crap because that's just what he does. That's part of that's his image. You know, that's how he makes his <laughs> That is true. That is his image. That's, I mean, if he did not vocal, I just, I, to be honest, I can't see a season without him not being vocal at this point or some type of involvement as far as if he's quiet for a season, I'll be surprised. <laughs> but we, we can talk more about that a little bit later. Um, real quick before we go, um, the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, along with several owners of the N at least several owners and at least two other NFL executives um, will be disposed and asked to turn over all cell phone records and emails in relation to Colin Kaepernick's um, collusion case against the NFL. Uh, so what are your guys' takes on that? Real quick. Hope Cap know what he's doing. I mean, if Cap personally, I, I applaud Cap for sticking by his guns and, and, and taking this fully out from a legal standpoint. Um, but if he really wanted to play ball, which I know he does, you know, because he, he, I'm sure he still has the passion and he's he's an above average quarterback. Considering what just happened in Seattle, where they postponed him coming in because he said that he wouldn't guarantee he'd stop kneeling. For the, for the national anthem, and then Seattle went out there and signed two no, two no-name quarterbacks as backups, but said they're still engaging in conversation with, with Kaepernick. I like man, y'all full of crap. But with that being said, if you really truly loved it, like Manziel going out there and playing these little spring football leagues and, and the consider the CFL, um, Go ahead and take your talents elsewhere. And if you can prove that you know you got, you know that you can still go out there and sling the rock and, and you know and lead your team to impressive victories, the NFL will come crawling at your beck and knees, and then you'll have the, the opportunity to sit there and tell you, you know, tell that team to go to hell or tell that team, tell that team to kiss my ass because when y'all needed QBs and I was sitting there, y'all want to act like I was that big of a distraction, but um, you know. Now, because you see I'm out here balling, now you want me to come back. So then he can, he can ultimately get, you know, to the NFL to big screw you and say, no, nah, I ain't coming back. I'll make my millions over to CFL and be done with it. Or whatever other league that might be available come the next year or two. Oh, that new one that's going to be coming coming up soon? And the one that's coming up with Vincent Man. So it'll be uh, – the, a, the AFL is something, and then the Vince Vince uh, the Vince McMahon League or something that's oh, coming back. Yeah, XFL reboot, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, XFL, XFL reboot, yeah, yeah. But there's also AFL, yeah, yeah. So the league, that's what I was talking about. The other league. Yeah. Um, for me, I would be highly surprised. I would be shocked if there was anything on anybody's e um cell phones that would be like a paper trail for collusion because. 
I don't believe that there is. Everything that is collusion worthy would be spoken face to face or, you know, those kind of nod and wink kind of things. On the other hand, as long as Colin Kaepernick is suing the NFL and the NFL does consist of the 32 owners of this league, he is not going to get a job. Why is anyone going to bring him on and you're suing him? So, like I said, I, I applaud him, like you said, Ace, for, you know, sticking to his guns and riding this whole thing out. But he's not going to get picked up by any team if you're still in the league. I completely agree with that. Um, I also agree that he needs to showcase his talents. If he's going to continue to sue the NFL, he needs to showcase his talents elsewhere. Um, prove that you are, without shadow of a doubt, one of the best premier quarterbacks in this league. And make sure that the people see that. Because if you have people watching, it's only going to strengthen your case to say, hey, look, I'm this good to be in the NFL, but yet no other, no team is willing to take me on. Even though I am suing them, of course. But the fact that it is that my, 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 um, so what I'm looking for my um, quarterback skills should be something of value that any team would want to take on, um, no matter what. And if I, as long as I'm proving it and continuing to prove it, um, that should only help strengthen this case. Well, yeah. go ahead. No, I just think you know, if he sues and he wins millions, then he got that guaranteed kink, he ain't hurt himself, and he can ride off in the sunset. <laughs> can do that too. While playing for another um, XF, I mean another um, football league, <laughs> right? <laughs> nah. right. So, um, but it's about that time. So we're going to get up out of here, um, fellas. Let everybody know where they can reach you at. Okay, oh, so sorry, there, sir. Uh, you first. All right, all right. Well, you know, I'm short. You know, my list is much shorter. Uh, just Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, that little bird thing that chirps. Cat Daddy one nine six three. Cat Daddy one nine six three. You can find me on the gram, um, in the gram, Snapchat, and Twitter. J E Ross at. I mean, the number seven at. And of course, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am Al Qualls. Again, I am Al Qualls. One word. Um, like to thank everybody for subscribing. Thank you everybody for listening in, checking us out. Don't forget, let people know that we're on iTunes, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, you know, Stitcher, all the podcasts um, that are out there, all the podcast applications that are out there. Make sure you listen. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you reach out to us. Any questions or anything that you may want to add, feel free to check us out. So again, I'd like to thank you guys for checking us out. And until the next time, guys, God bless and take care. Till next week. <laughs>